Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Father, thank you for your peace. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel like Holy Spirit's saying that you're in the right place right now. Where you are right here is, is the right place to be. And you might think like it's, you're not good enough or you might feel a whole bunch of emotions that are trying to pull you away from that fact. But the truth is that the Holy Spirit's welcoming you here this morning. God wants you to be here. He's calling you here. Thank you, Father. Such a great dad. I love that we can call you dad. You're a majestic king. You're a mighty saviour. You're a dad. Thank you for what you're doing today, Father. Thank you for what you're going to speak into our hearts and our lives. We bless you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, you grab your seats. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Oh, nice end. Aren't they good? You can give them a clap. These guys are great. Well done. All right. How's everyone going? You good? Everyone comfortable? I feel comfortable. Don't get too comfortable. It's all right if you fall asleep. I've done that before. That's fine. Just try not to snore. Just for the people around you. Um, I'm not going to snore because I, I really feel being up here, I'm, uh, it, it's a funny place. I'm, I'm standing in between the two Stevens. Uh, Pastor Steve spoke last week. Uh, what a great message he brought about uh, the foundations of rest. That was awesome. I, wasn't, I was resting at the time. I wasn't here. If you did, did anyone notice I wasn't here? <laughs> Probably not. I oh, know, that's fine. Um, I was sick and, um, and I was home, but I, my wife recorded the message. It was a great message. But I stand between the two Stevens because next week Pastor Steve McCracken's going to be here. And I've, I feel the pressure of these two messages, these two mighty men. That I, do you feel the pressure? Thank you. Yes, excellent. I'll take that one. I'm in the right place. Yeah, there you go. That was for me, that message. Cool. I've been reading a bit of the Bible lately, and um, like I should, probably. Let's try that one again. I've been reading the Bible, and God has been speaking to me about how, um, how amazing he is and how huge he is and, and how cool he's made us. And, and the things that he's put inside of us uh, are to how, how we can use them for ourselves or we can use them for him, right? How we can, how we can utilize the, the passions that we have in life can be selfish or, or they can be selfless or, or they can be for us or they can be for him. Um, and I want to bring a bit of a story about that. Um, in Genesis 11, if you've ever read this small um, bunch of scriptures it's uh, verses one to nine and it talks about um i just realized i didn't actually put the verse in my notes <laughs> that's cool good work adrian uh you can listen to that one on half speed in the podcast does anyone listen to that oh, i gotta say, i say that every time i know but i just i love listening to our podcast it is really good to listen to our podcast um if you ever find yourself away or, or you're just needing something um 
the, the words that have been spoken in the past are still for today. So grab a hold of them and listen to them. Anyway, I'm, I'm digressing. So uh, in um, Genesis 11, God's made us with a sense of adventure and a sense of discovery. We want to we discover things. We want to we search for things. We want to... Um, He's made us explorers on the inside of us, and that's, that's a bit of the title of my message today, is that we're explorers. Um, and I want to look at a, at a part of history um, of people who were explorers as well, but they didn't really explore the way God wanted them to. Because um, we, we're born with this sense of adventure, to, to desire adventure and explore, whether it's land or sea, or whether it's medicine or science or technology, physics, chemistry, psychology. Uh, We have a strong desire to know more, to explore and to discover. But in this story, these guys, um, God had told them to go forth and and multiply, you know, go and possess the land. And they, this is after the flood. So this is Noah's family and and the generation or so after that. Uh, They come to this place and they're moving along. They're going, I think it was east Forgive me if I've forgotten which direction they were going. They knew which, which, way, which way they were going. They're travelling along and they, um, they hit this plane and they go, let's settle down here. And instead of continuing to move out, they decided to settle. And this is actually where they, they built the Tower of Babel, if you've heard that story. This is, this is a, where um, they said, let's build a tower and let's, um, let's read a little bit of it. Um, they said, come, let's make bricks and bake them together. Uh, so they made bricks uh, instead of stone. It's funny. Let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They wanted to cook them and cook them quick because they were in a rush to get this done. It feels, feels like they were. Um, some of the historians, when they talk about this scripture, it's like they wanted to bake them and burn them and get them done quickly instead of letting them cure properly, um, which is another example of what these guys are doing. They, so these bricks, they said, come let us build a, a, ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves or else we'll be scattered all over the face of the earth. And God actually said to them, go and, and, and go out of the earth and explore and, and go and have some fun, all right? But they decided to stay in, in the one spot. Um, and they built this tower. And I, I don't know if you've ever read into this, but it says, uh, let's make a tower that reaches to the heavens. It's actually not so much reaching up to the heavens because they completed the tower. It wasn't as high as the heavens. It was more so that it could be seen by the heavens and that they they're actually... They'd lost the worship of God and they'd started worshipping other things. So they, their hearts had been drawn away and they were, the, the top of this mountain, this um, tower was dedicated to worshipping the heavens and actually worshipping the stars, which is kind of sad because it's not too long ago where God had to wipe out all the people and say, let's start again. And they're already moving down this way. But that's kind of what we do sometimes, don't we? Oh, yeah. This is that whole sort of uh, the desire for things can be selfish instead of selfless and, and for ourselves instead of for God. So they chose not to go forth and they decided to, to not worship God but to make a name for themselves. They stayed in one spot. They wanted to make renown. But there's a cool verse in this and the main reason why I'm bringing this out uh, is that God came down to this place. Uh, it actually says the Lord came down to see the tower, what they were building and the city that they were building. And he said that... It, if as one people speaking the same language they've begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do would be impossible for them. I've, I've always marveled at that scripture, that, that word that God said there, that nothing they would do would be impossible for them. That there is such potential in us to be able to 
look into things and search into things. If, if we're united and focused on an idea, that we, there's nothing that's too much for us. We can, we can accomplish so much as, a, as united and focused people. Um, but they were... Some of the scriptures also talk about there will be no evil uh, too great for them, that they will, whatever they plan in their hearts, they're going to do. Um, so he said, let's go down and confuse their language. And, and in, he did, and, and they all separated after that point. And there's actually a, um, a Babylonian text uh, that, said that, that talks about that time. It says, the building of this illustrious tower offended the gods. This is their version in, in Babylon. Uh, and in a night, they threw down what they had built. Sorry, that gods threw down what they had built. And they scattered them abroad and made strange their speech. And their progress was impeded. And they wept hot tears for Babylon. And this is a time where um, people were then just dispersed throughout the whole of the world. They started going. Even some, some of the biblical historians believe that that's, and you can take out of this what you want, I'm not teaching a theology or anything, but that that's also when the continents started separating, that everyone was, was combined at that time and the actual earth separated. So you can take out of that whatever you want. I know you may think, what? What's he talking about? But um, there's a dividing of the people. So anyway... But God's, it's interesting that God's judgment here wasn't to break the will of explore or discover that we, these guys were, were looking to create something amazing. Uh, it was for themselves and it was to create a name for themselves, not a name for God, but a name for them. Um, but it wasn't stopping them from doing that. It's actually, it's interesting because God came down to, the, to that place and he, he did this crazy amazing thing, but it doesn't talk about him actually talking to the people and saying, got to make sure, like, repent, change, stop doing this, turn to that. It doesn't say that. It just says that he scattered them, which is an interesting. I'm perplexed by the whole situation. It's, it's an interesting thing that God has done. But we are designed to explore. We're designed to discover. And these guys were looking to discover things, and, that's, and God said, you've you got to stop just focusing on this thing. It's time to change. Anyway, so we, we are looking to discover so many things around ourselves. But there's, in all our explanation, exploration, what are we actually trying to discover? It's not a bad thing to explore. It's not a bad thing to discover stuff. But we're actually designed to explore the one thing that with each discovery, we're not only amazed and inspired to keep on searching, but we're also healed and made whole. We're designed to explore the unending, infinite, eternal one, the God of all, Jehovah, Yahweh, Elohim, Emmanuel, the everlasting Father. That's who we're meant to discover. That's who we're meant to search. And that, that desire for discovery, that desire for seeking something amazing and new is for him. It's actually to be found inside of him. And it's not not wrong to do that with, with searching this natural world because out of searching the na- nature and, and the reality that we live in, we see more of who God is anyway. It, it just points the way to him. It's just like, who made this? Who made that? How can this be? This is amazing. This is incredible. But we do live in a, in a time where I feel like we're in that statement that God made in, in Genesis 11 where if these guys are speaking with a one voice, with the same language and with one focus, nothing will be too much for them. I feel like we're in that stage now. Do you know what I mean? By what is happening in that world around us, like Pastor Steve talked about knowledge doubling every 13 days or something crazy like that. There's discoveries being made all the time. We don't even realise this. You could probably 
spend all your days reading some of the scientific words that are coming out, the scientific documents that are coming out saying, this is discovered, we're searching into this, we're researching into that, because we're, we're focused on discovery at the moment and actually searching, we want to go to other planets, we want to search anything. It feels like the people are unified and we don't have the division of language anymore because there is no, we, we can talk easily with each other, you can look up Google Translate or whatever you want to do and there's no division of land or space or anything, you can be anywhere on the planet and still be collaborating with other people so that there is a... Anyway, I'm talking about that. The reason why I brought all this Genesis 11, there's a story, I'm bringing you with me on this one. So nothing's going to be in two... Nothing will be impossible for us. I get the feeling like if we're given enough time, man can figure out so much, but also so little at the same time. Like, what are, what are we discovering? Like, sometimes it can feel they're just searching for the next thing and the next thing and going deeper and deeper, but it can tend to just end up being a bit hollow, if you know what I'm saying. So we're, we're in that time where nothing's impossible. Now, I know a little while ago they were prophesying that we'd have flying cars around this time in, in history, but we don't have flying cars, but we do have some pretty amazing stuff. Has anyone, anyone ever heard of the quantum computers that they're talking about these days? Have you heard of quantum computing? Pretty, it's, it's so small, no one can see it. Um, but they're talking about quantum physics and, and utilising... Uh, the quantum physics into creating this quantum computer and, and they're talking about because it's so amazing that they find that the physics of quantum area when they're talking about this that it's different to classical physics I, I think that's even amazing we're talking about classic physics and quantum <laughs> physics like classic physics like gravity um, like energy that's classic that's so old hat we're going on to new stuff but um, so the Quantum computing, um, Google's made this new quantum processor called the Sycamore Tree, because I'm a bit of a buff with technology, so I love this. The Sycamore processor, and they, they've road tested this thing. Um, now, they wanted to, to see how fast and how hard they could push it. Um, so they wanted to, they, they get it to sample these circuits, and they make these circuits bigger and bigger and bigger and get them to do it more, more times, because they want to see, can it go faster than the supercomputers that we have, like state-of-the-art supercomputers? Forgive me if you've already read up on this or you've seen it. <laughs> You're going to have to put up with it. And if you're here for two services, you're going to have to listen to it twice. Um, so they made this, this processor, and, and it has to run at a super cool. It's got to be colder than the vacuum of space for it to run because it runs really hot. Um, so they got it to sample one instance of this quantum circuit one million times. So it's this big process that it has to do, and they get it to circuit one million times. Don't ask me what that all means, but it means a lot because... This machine ran it in, in 20 seconds. Um, now, bear in mind that these, the bits that they work with, qubits that they work with, it's had 40, sorry, 53 qubits, and it can, it's this crazy processing power, because a normal processor works in ones and zeros, right, logic, and it can just go one zero, one zero, one zero, one zero, one zero, really fast, really, really fast, gets hot. But these guys, quantum bits can actually be a one and a zero at the same time. Go figure that one out. Um, so they actually then taste, um, tested it on a state-of-the-art supercomputer and they asked it how long it would take it. So the quantum machine did it in 200 seconds. The state-of-the-art machine said, you're going to have to give me 10,000 years to work this one out. Um, so the idea of um, we're discovering new stuff, that's pretty crazy, right? This is a state-of-the-art machine, 10,000 years. Because it's just thinking differently. It's working it differently. Now, quantum computers aren't going to be the, the solution to everything because there's only some problems that they can solve really well. Yeah. Other stuff they don't do so good at, but that's okay, it's the early days for them, they'll figure it out. Um, so discovery, yeah, I'll figure that out. I've got my quantum watch. I, I don't, 
running at zero, or whatever the temperature is. Anyway, so in discovering stuff, it's good for us. God's made us that way to, to search out and discover and just work in discovering things. But we're made as spiritual beings, so there's so much more that we can discover in our lives. And, and, and when we link in the, our spiritual lives with God, that search and discovery of the natural actually just explodes even more because it points the way to him. So I want to talk a little bit of uh, some verses out of Matthew and John and a little bit out of, out of Romans as well. Because Jesus spoke out some amazing things because he was talking about how we can discover more about God. Because I know Pastor Steve's talking about our rest, um, foundations of rest, and that's the word that God's given us, phrase God's given us for the year. Now, you may think about that and go, that just seems simple but difficult. Um, but I, I want to encourage you, to, don't, don't take it in one lump, just take it in small bites. Because sometimes discovery doesn't come at once. It takes time, it may take some persistence, it may take some tenacity, it may take some, you know, I really want to figure this out. I want to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out because God's, God wants you to figure it out too. He's given you that sense of discovery. So just walk in at ease. Just, just let it be easy. Can, can I encourage you on that? Yeah. Let it be easy. Yeah. Rest is meant to be easy. You've got to sleep. It doesn't work that way. We've got to just slow it down, breathe. Start with your breathing. All right. So if we can discover all these things in the natural, imagine what God's going to reveal for us in, the, in his spiritual, in, in who he is, when we acknowledge him as Lord and we actually ask him to teach us who are his children. So let's look at, I'm on the right page, cool, Matthew 11, verses 25 to 27. This is Jesus speaking. Um, he says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things. He's talking about the wisdom of God from the wise and the learned. Isn't that funny that, that, that we can be wise and learned but, but still be missing the point, right? We can, we can learn everything we can intellectually but still miss the point. And it's not bad to be intellectual. Don't get me wrong on that one. But if we're missing the point, what is the point? Um, so I praise you, Father, Lord. You've hidden these things from the wise and learned and you've revealed them to little children. That's us. That's us. Yes, Father, for this is what you're pleased to do. I love how Steve spoke about children. Jesus said, bring the children to me because God sees us as children. No matter how old you are, he, you're his child. He loves to give you a hug. He just wants to, to love on you. I love that about God. He's older than us all the time, so that's fine. He can do that. So verse 20, that was verse 25 and 26. In verse 27, he says, all these things have been committed to me by the by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. Here's some mystery here. And no one knows the Father except the Son. So how do we get in on that? <laughs> if no one knows the Father but the Son, and no one knows the Son but the Father, it's a closed loop. That's a tight-knit situation. How do I muscle my way in there? You can't. And those whom the Son chooses to reveal. Jesus has chosen to reveal God to us, the Father to us. And in the message, it says it even better. It says, I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone who's willing to listen. Are you ready to listen? Are you willing to listen? I love this. Jesus is, is, is encouraging us. Say, come on in. Come on into this circle of, of me and the Father, and, and you could come and learn about this too. Come on in. Come on in. Let's talk about this. Let, let me show you this. And let me, just, let me just make it nice and easy for you because I know, I know it might seem big and massive, but let's just talk about this easier, right? I love that. Jesus is talking to us easy. In John 14, 
uh, verses 16 and 17. This is, this is like my main verse for today. It's just two verses. Because um, Jesus is talking about, um, in this part, how he's, he's going to be going away. Uh, and his disciples get a little bit confused by the whole situation. It's funny because they're like arguing and like, what does he mean by going away for a little while and then coming back in a little while? And Jesus lets him argue for a little while and then, and then he explains it a bit more. But he's, he's talking about going away and it's good that I go away because I'm going to ask the Father and he's going to give you another. And I, I did a little bit of looking into what these words mean. Jesus is going to ask for another and it actually talks about another being of the same kind. Um, so Jesus is a saviour and, and the Holy Spirit who he's going to ask, the comfort, is going to be of the same kind of, as him. He's going to be a saviour for us and and so Jesus saved us from the guilt of sin and, and the Holy Spirit saved us from the power of sin. So he's just like Jesus, the Holy Spirit. How, how good is that? Jesus goes to the Father, but he's not leaving us because his Spirit is here. He sends his Spirit to us. And, and it talks about... Um, okay, so I'm jumping ahead. But um, it talks about... Um, if, going to the wrong verse. I'll ask the Father, he will give you another, a Saviour. Another translation there says saviour, but um, that's, a, that's one of the ways you can, you can talk about that. But it's not just saviour, because um, saviour in the Greek there means parakletos, forgive me if I can't pronounce it right, parakletos, um, which can be to protect, defend, and save us from ourselves and our enemies, that he guides and comforts and protects. But in the Aramaic, it's actually a, a combination of two words. So uh, it's parakleta, um, which parak, prak, sorry, is to end and finish, and lita is the curse. So the Holy Spirit is our, our Redeemer and our Saviour who ends the curse. I love that. Who ends the curse in our lives of, of sin, ends the curse of, of death, ends the curse of, of a continual loop of guilt, sin, guilt, sin. I'm just messing up all the time. And we can actually be like Jesus on this planet. We can be like Jesus. We can actually start to be like him. And, and even though we see elements of our lives that are messed up, that's okay because it's a step-by-step journey. The Holy Spirit doesn't expect us to be changed. God doesn't expect us to be changed. He changes our spirit as soon as we accept him and say, God, I want to be like you. But, but that journey of life, that foundations of rest, is, is just a walk at a time, one step at a time. I love this. I love this about it because the Holy Spirit is going to redeem you and he's going to change the curse. And I can't help but thinking back to that Genesis 11 where God's spread everyone about. It was like, you can't keep doing this. This is not good for you. I'm going to spread you apart. He dispersed all the people into the different lands. And it's kind of like that is a part of, it's not a curse, but like, you can't be like this. And now we're gathering back together, like over the whole world. They talk about a global village, right? It seems like we're all close to each other. We're still far apart, but we can be close to anyone in this planet. You can talk to anyone in this planet. And but God's saying, it's okay that you don't have to be like that Genesis 11. You can be following me because after Jesus died, he did send the Holy Spirit and he is here now with us. And even those guys messed up in Genesis 11 and, and it feels like we're, we're going back to this, just searching after discovery. It's okay because we can flip it over to, being, to switching on that discovery inside of us, that, that spiritual explorer inside of us, to be able to search God, to search him and discover the true meanings of who we're meant to be and who we're called to be and who he is. And let me tell you, that's unending. I don't get it. 
But if you ever thought you might get bored with God, it's impossible. If you ever thought you might get to the end of him and like get sick of hearing this one verse or, or, or praising him or whatever, it's impossible. He's actually made it impossible that you can get tired of him. You could choose to get a bit blasé about it all and harden your heart and just choose to find other things that entertain you. But if you search him, if you look for him, it's impossible to be ended by him. Impossible. It can't happen because he's eternal. Can you understand that? He can because he is. I am the I am. What a statement that Je- that's made. Jesus made that statement as well and his spirit is confirming that with you right now that he is eternal, forever, everlasting. So his discovery is everlasting. So in John 16, oh, sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Have I finished with that? Let's look at my notes. Yeah, he's not scattering us around now. He's actually drawing us to him. So in Genesis 11, he was scattering, but now he's pulling us in. He's drawing us in. So through this discovery of science, wonder, nature, whatever we're doing, searching other planets, that's great. But he's calling us into him. Calling us, his spirit is calling us to him to like, let's talk about the real things now. This is great you're doing this, kids. It's awesome. But let's talk about what's real as well. Let's do both. Let's explore together. That idea of being an explorer is just mad to me. I love it. Sorry, mad. What, where am I? What year am I in? What decade? Using the word mad. Um, it's, it's amazing. I, I, it blows my mind. God dropped it in my head a few weeks ago, and I, it's just been chewing over that I can be an explorer of him. I can be an explorer of his word. And that's not limited to pastors or, or, or people who've got the time to you know, sit down and read the Bible. Um, but you can do that. You can be an explorer of God. You can explore. Go have some fun. Just shake off the mentality of what it's been and like, all right, I'm not going to listen to the negative in my head or the boring voice in my head that's trying to tell me this isn't worth it, this isn't going to get me anywhere. God doesn't speak to me anymore. He's speaking. You will. You're going to find something new. You're going to discover something amazing. And it's going to blow your mind. And it's going to, not just like a discovery in this world, it's like, that's amazing. It's going to nourish your heart. It's going to, it's going to bring life into your mind. It's going to restore your way of thinking. It's going to bring you back, align areas of your life that may have been off left or right of center and bring them back into what's meant to be. And you're like, that's good, God. Keep doing more of this in me. We can be explorers of him. You reckon we can do that? Yeah. Do you want to be that? Let's explore him together. He's drawing you in. In John 16, Jesus is talking more about this, uh, verses six to, sorry, 7 to 16. It says, but here's the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the divine encourager will not be released to you. This is the Passion Version. Uh, but after I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, so it talks about how he exposed sin. And he'll prove to the world that it's wrong about God's righteousness and his judgments feels like it's heavy, but it's not. It's actually just the Holy Spirit just cuts through the cloud, right? Cuts through the junk. Like, let's talk about what's real here. It talks about the sword of the Spirit dividing, you know, like, let's talk about what's real here for a second and, and take out the smoke screen that's, that we might bring into our lives, right? Um, but in verse 12, it says, There's so much more that I would like to say to you. If you've ever read this, this verse and gone, whoa, but it's more than you can grasp at the moment. Now, this is his disciples. This is guys that have been hanging with him for a few years now, and they're, starting it, they're getting it right. I know they're messed up. You read the, the, 
Gospels and they're like, why did they say that? Why did they do that? But we'd probably do the same thing. But these guys are getting it. But it's more than they can grasp. Can't grasp, but I don't understand what you're saying, Jesus. So he says, I'm going to stop here. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak his own message, but only what he hears from the Father, and he will reveal prophetically what is to come. He'll glorify me on earth, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Oh, everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me, and that is what I say, that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal to you. So the stuff that he couldn't tell to his disciples because they couldn't grasp it, he's showing you and me. Explorers of, of God, explorers of Jesus, explorers of the word, the gospel, the good truth. We get to discover this because the Holy Spirit makes a, it's just a sparking craziness in my mind. I'm like, God, did you say this 2,000 years ago? So this has been happening for 2,000 years and I'm only just getting it. In my, I'm not 2,000 years old, right? I'm, I'm something. And, and I'm only just getting it, just getting it. This is so good to get. For young people, get this. Be an explorer of God's word. Don't, don't put it aside. Don't put it down. Think it's, it's old hat. Or, when, or don't listen to people that might say it's, it's not what it is. And it's, you don't know, take it literally. Take it literally. Take it the way it's meant to be written. Take it the way as God's speaking to you personally. Let's discover more of God. All right, where's my other verse? Romans 11, verses 33 to 36. Now, Paul is, um, is talking to us here. Um, because God's people, the Hebrew nation, have rejected Jesus um, and his gospel. Uh, not all of them, obviously, but as a large portion, they, didn't, they weren't agreeing with it. Um, and they, he's talking about a doorway that they've left this area. They, they don't want a part of it, but the door's left open for us now, us being not the children of God, not, the, not the God's chosen people, but God's chosen people because we can now... Eh, not making sense there. Let's rephrase that. The door's open for us to come in. Anyone who wants to, to be an explorer of God, who wants to figure out who God is, who's like, God, can I be God's open the door for you? Um, and, and by them leaving, that door's open for us. And Paul talks about if that's what happened when they left, that we can now come into this amazing um, kingdom of God, we can come into the family of God. Imagine what happens when they come back. I love how Paul describes that. He says, you might think that they're off and you know, we're God's people now and they're just following their... Imagine what happens when God's people come back to him. God's chosen people come back. What? Yeah, anyway, okay. So he said, let's get back to the point. Um, verse 33, he, he's a bit of an example of, of what God's got in store for you if you want to be an explorer of him. Who could ever wrap their minds around the riches of God? the depths of his wisdom and the marvel of his perfect knowledge, who could ever explain the wonder of his decisions or search out the mysterious way he carries out his plans. For who has discovered how the Lord thinks or is wise enough to be the one who advises him in his plans? God, I think you're doing this the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, we've all said that, haven't we? Or who has first given God something that obligates God to owe him something in return? No one. No one. No one's even come close to that. In Job, like this great phrase as God brings out, he's talking because everyone's discussing about how, who God is and what he's meant to be like. And, and God says, 
just lays it out that like, do you know where lightning comes from? Do you know where hail comes from? Like, do the lightning bolts say to you, here I am, send me? No. Um, I, can't, I don't know if it's in Job, but I, I know there's an area, there's a verse in the Bible that God says, if I were even hungry, I wouldn't tell you. You wouldn't know if I was hungry. You know, that sounds a little upfront, but like, there's so much to God that, that we don't know, we don't understand, and we don't get, but we can. We can understand it. God doesn't go hungry, by the way. He's not, but like, he's not like us, is what he's saying there. I don't need to eat like you need to eat, but you need to eat, and you need to eat from the bread of life. Yeah. You need to drink from the cup of life. You need to yeah. drink from Jesus, and we need to eat of him. And because God is a source and sustainer of everything, everything finds fulfillment in him. May all praise and honour be given to him forever and ever. Amen. God is the God of endless wonders. So I hope I'm awakening a bit of an explorer in you today because that's what God's awakened in me. God's stirring something in me to search deeper than just the face value of things, which is okay to read and go, yeah, that's a great verse. But let's look deeper. You get your shovel out. Get your spiritual shovel out and start looking a little bit. You know, like an archaeologist, just sort of brush a bit away the surface. Let's see what's under there. Let's look a bit deeper. What is this bone that I can see? You know, what's it a part of? I'm only seeing a part of it because when you read a scripture, you only see a bit. And so look deeper, look further, look wider. We can't grasp how wide, how deep, how far his love is for us. What about everything else that is in God? But I realise in all this, there can be a blockage in our lives. Like I can be talking about this wonderful exploration and exploring the Holy Spirit and what God's made for us, but that can be a bit too much sometimes. It can be too hard. I know I'm talking to some people here, maybe many of you, that go, that's, that's great, Adrian. I can hear what you're saying, but it's, that's hard. I can't. I don't get that sense of wonder or exploration or like wide-eyed, I don't get that. You can. It reminds me of the time where I, my eyes were open to God. Can you remember that time where, where you were open to God and you, that first moment you started to experience his love for you? Do you remember that time? Where he opened up his love and he started to get who Jesus was and who God is that he is love I'm reminded of that time because God opened the door for you in that moment he can open the door for you in that exploration if you feel like the door is closed he can open it he can open it can we, would you guys stand for me if you can let's, let's just take a moment to pray and if that's not you, that's okay. In this time of prayer and as we go through this, uh, a, a bit of singing, just be praying for those who are. And be thanking God that he's given you this sense of wonder and, and that he's given you a Holy Spirit that is now going to speak the truth into your life. He's now going to bring life, continuing to bring life. He's going to bring the truth that he brings will change you and bring you back in areas you couldn't have thought of before. We thank you, Father.
We thank you, precious God. Holy Spirit, your truth giver. Saviour who redeems us from the curse. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that the wonders of God are now open because of you. You bring the wonders of God that, that couldn't have been understood before are now revealed to us because of you. Holy Spirit, would you come right now? For those of us who are feeling a, a blockage towards being a step into that wonder, for whatever reason, God, Holy Spirit, would you come right now? Would you open that up? Would you reveal who you are? Would you reveal to them what is blocking? Would you show them? Thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray right now that it would move out of the way and that you would be able to be a child in the presence of God again. A child wide with wonder, eyes open with wonder, amazed at who he is that that wonder would come back into your life. A spirit of exploration would come back in, that explorer would arise and awaken from within you. Bring us back to that first love, God. And if you haven't experienced that first love, you have got a, a fun journey ahead if you choose to open your heart and open your life to Jesus. I made a decision to follow Jesus through whatever I do, wherever I go, I'm going to follow his teaching and I'm going to look to him in whatever I do. You can make that choice as well. It's simple. All you need to say is, Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus, would you show me who you are? Forgive me for my past. I want to live for you now. I want this life that I know you have for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.